probably won't. So that'll balance out well. My arrogance is actually what will lead. It's to my- time for Art and Science Punks, the podcast where we talk about art, science, and technology. As punks, we love to create, to explore the cold, to fail, to learn, to succeed, and to listen to loud music. I'm one of your punks, Kate Stenzinger, and with me tonight and every night is my amazing punk partner. Hey, I am Rob Stenzinger. Keeping warm, Robbie? Yeah, trying to. It's been uh, it's been quite a week for that. It has. Guess what we're going to talk about? Polar bears. Polar bears. <laughs> Polar plunge. Sure. Um, Polarity. Nice. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Yep, yep. No to all of those things. Although I think we should try to work polar bears in where we can. They're really, um, they're super tough. Beautiful. Great in the, uh, <clears throat> they're, they're, yes, they are beautiful. But, uh, you know, big, big old beast of a creature. Totally. Yep. So, no, today we are going to talk about, um, the good old polar vortex. Okay. As we have just recently survived round one of the polar vortex of this year. I didn't read up. Are there more than than one round expected? Yes. Okay. Another one's coming, but it's not going to be anything like this one. Okay. This is interesting. I've um, I've done a tiny bit of reading about these. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure I will get aspects of it wrong. And then... Honestly, if anyone had corrections and stuff, and we could totally, you know, revisit learn. in a future episode and learn from that and try to do, yeah, to do a better we, job with it. It just yeah. we like to learn. We totally do. So here, uh, I'll tell you what yeah. I know, and then you can tell what, me yeah. what you know about the polar vortex. Sounds great. Okay, so here's what I know: is it got really cold. <laughs> okay. It got really cold. It and I mean, I think that's verifiable. You think so? Mm-hmm. It was. 30 below temperature with a 50 below wind chill mm. for like three days. Yeah, that's cold. And, that's- and the, the sustain of how it sustained is what to me was a little um, shocking or concerning, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, we'll dip down, but we'll dip down and it'll be in the middle of the night for, you know, a couple of hours and then it kind of kicks back up when the sun comes up and this was just for three days it was you couldn't go out it was really really it's surprising because yeah typically any kind of weather event where we live it's a it's it's an event it doesn't really hang out or and the the events are are like hours in duration yeah like a part of one day yeah and they can affect multiple days like you'll get a lot of snow 12 Snowstorm. inches, 18 inches, whatever. Right? Those words were snowstorm. <laughs> <laughs> You're commenting on my commentary. You call it a snowstorm. <laughs> nice. That was crazy. That did not come out at all. Snowstorm. But you're right. I mean, it'll snow all night and you'll get up in the morning and you can't go anywhere because the snow is. But there's a progression and things you know, all of a sudden. Yeah. The, yeah. The overall, the system of, of road care and stuff, the, it. Things have this progression where it gets better. It, it's changing. It doesn't stay in this one state of whatever. Oh, yeah, I guess we just live with 12 inches of 20 whatever inches of snow. Right. And that, the cold just stayed. And that, that's, yeah, I don't know if you're, that's part of what you were getting at. That's totally what I was getting at. Yeah, that was odd. 
Um, so yeah. what do you know about the polar vortex that we just experienced <clears throat> or just, you know, your favorite polar vortex? So it's, uh, you know, I already gave my disclaimers. It's, it's always, we always have a polar vortex. In fact, we have two polar vortexes, right? Because we have two poles. Exactly. North Pole, South Pole. Oh, I was just going to guess that. That's, yep. Nice. <laughs> I, I figured you had that one. So that was kind of a... <laughs> that was a gimme? Yeah, I wasn't really testing. All that. right. So, uh, but the idea is that there's a different level of pressure in the atmosphere in each of the re- polar regions. And um, and I think it's, a, it's a, like a low pressure zone. Then... Um, and it's natural that they, they, they both strengthen and weaken during different times of year and over different years, right? Due to different, um, things in the atmosphere, right? So volcanic eruption could affect things or, um, you know, obviously weather, but, uh, what, what's interesting to me a is butterfly? like what, yeah. F- and that's the, that's the wicked part is all the butterflies flapping wings causing <laughs> chaos and, you know, who can track that? <laughs> I'm sure someone could. Yep, someone can. Science, Rob, <clears throat> science. So, um, yeah, that's uh, when, when the quantum computing. Once we got that, then we'll be stopping those butterflies in the tracks. <laughs> so, okay. I like butterflies. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, coexist and all that. They kind of look tall, awesome. Like a polar bear. <laughs> I like how you worked that in. That was good. That was the good, the first polar bear reference. It's called a callback. Um, <laughs> so the the vortices they 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 weaken, they strengthen and weaken. That's normal. But what's not intuitive to me, and that I might be getting wrong because it's and or I might invert it just because of how not intuitive it is to me is that if they're stronger, that's when the cold is more stable. Where it's the they're sort of keeping keeping this swirl of cold at the poles. Okay, sure. But if they weaken, it gets more chaotic. And then that's where all of a sudden, you know, streams of cold spread out in different directions and maybe further than... And one just headed right to Minnesota. Yeah, exactly. One was like, it may not have been our house, but it was next door. You know, (laughs) it certainly felt that way. And that's uh, that's the weird part to me. That's not intuitive. But if the the well, diagrams I was looking at, it's kind of like you know when it's strong, it's just a it's a more stable shape. That yeah, I can understand what you're saying. Yeah, and then the then the weaker vor, uh, vortex, it it sort of becomes multiple um, you know different amounts of strength shapes. And then of course, like if you think of like each of those shape the boundaries of those those like blobs or oval circles, whatever. Um, it's, you know, that's, there's, there's air cruising around and, uh, yeah, the, the weaker, the more spread out the, you know, the cold gets shared. Well, and I will say, I mean, people were posting all sorts of interesting things. And one of them was, you know, posting the temperature in Minnesota next to like the temperature in Antarctica. Mm -hmm. And of course it was quite a bit warmer there. (laughs) I mean, I don't know if the, I didn't, I didn't go and verify or validate any of them, but I yeah. smirked as I, they went past my feed. You know what? Remember how, like, didn't we talk about, um, below, so below zero temperatures are normal during winter for us in Minnesota. Yeah. Yep. That happens. And we've done experiments before with the, um, 
like I know we're going to talk about this kind of stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, keep going. But like you common posts you, I saw in social media, it's like, oh, now it's time for everybody to go boil a pot of water and chuck it, right? Yeah. And it's neat. I think it's great. Honestly, it'd be cool if there were parades of that. Um, but <laughs> Parades of boiling water, people throwing boiling water. Maybe not. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> Might not be a best parade to plan. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be worth an attempt. Um, so... There's so many things though that I've seen now that I wish we would have we would have tried. Also, um, there's just hmm. there are certain things you can do when it is um, 50 below wind chill, albeit you have to do them all very quickly outside <laughs> that you can't do any other time. It's uh, well, it's certainly the time. Once in a while, I forget how cold it is on the moon, and then when it's that when it gets below zero in Minnesota, I'm like, we we must be near the moon temp now, but we're not. We're not. No. How cold is it on the moon? It ranges between um, during during the the um, when the moon the side of the moon that faces the sun, or when the moon is exposed to the sun, Understood. it's two hundred fifty degrees Fahrenheit, and when it's not, it's negative two hundred fifty. So it like literally fluctuates five hundred degrees. Are you sure that's crazy? I know this is why I forget it, and I have to look it up because it, yeah, it's wild. Because it, it, I'm like, yeah, this must be what it's like on the moon. But like somebody walked on the moon. I don't remember them, you know, either burning up or... They weren't blowing, like sipping hot cocoa and blowing it into their hands because it was a little chilly either. Uh, It was, they wore like spacesuits. I guess I didn't realize those were, you know, goose down. Sure. Yeah. I mean, they're like, I think you can get some on at REI now though. Spacesuits? Yeah. Sweet. It's not cheap. It's like Arcteryx. Arcteryx space suit, keep yeah. you warm. Yeah. Well, yeah, so, of course, um, the way it happened here in uh, good old Minnesota is we started out on a Sunday night with a snowstorm that didn't amount to much. There was probably, what, four or five inches of snow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But much of the area closed schools on Monday because of the snow. Um, we had school, our, our district had school on Monday. But Tuesday and Wednesday were the negative 30 days. And so school was promptly called off. On Monday, they let people know that school was called off for Tuesday and Wednesday. And then, of course, Thursday morning, it was also negative 30. And it wasn't until about noon on Thursday that um, it actually warmed up to a balmy negative 2. Mm-hmm. Um which felt like a huge relief. And then it was 38 degrees today. But my point is, is there was no school on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And for other folks, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So we suddenly found ourselves, um, you know, where you couldn't go anywhere, really. Couldn't go out. You didn't want to risk going out and then having your, you know, car freeze and not start. Um, So we stayed pretty close to home. And so we found some fun Activities to do, again, things that you really probably only do when it's negative 50 degrees outside. <laughs> sure. Feels like with the wind chill, right? And if, if you if you live somewhere where, where you don't, there's no doubt, you've the, the, experiencing this new cycle, I bet everyone's familiar, right? Mm-hmm. But the idea is like the temperature is a certain, you know, it is what it is. It was like negative 20, negative 30. Yeah. But then the wind um, causes heat to dissipate faster. And then it, I don't know how they come up with that, 
like the feels like temperature. Yeah, the it feels used to like, all be called they like, always be called the wind chill, and uh, now it's this feels like temperature. Yeah. All I know is there was lots of information around how you know quickly your skin will um, frostbite. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it wasn't you know it was like three to five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was quick, and I will tell you, <clears throat> being out in it, I believe it. I believe it. Your eye, your your eyes start to get like feel cold, like your tears are freezing. So yeah, it, it wasn't like the moon, but it was at least like um, Empire Strikes Back, Hoth, right? It was a lot like Hoth. Yeah. What I remember of it anyway. Sure. And I didn't, yeah, I don't want to. And my days on the moon. Squeeze inside a tauntaun. It's, they're smelly. Or even a polar bear. I wouldn't wish that on a polar bear. Oh, you did it again. Callbacks. You're so good at this. (laughs) I should have gotten that one. I know. That's great. Okay, so can I tell you the first? The first very exciting. This one was really silly. There's yeah, what, really not. What activities did we do? Like this one, there's not a lot of science to, but I'm going to tell you about it anyway because it was very funny. Is um, I let the kids each pick three balloons, and we took, and then I had three balloons also, <laughs> and then we took and we put food coloring in the balloon, and then we filled it up. Basically, made a water balloon with colors in it. Uh, with color, you know, colored water essentially. So put different food coloring in, filled up the water balloons. And what I had done is I, I went in the garage and I got a sled. Mm-hmm. And then we put the water balloons in a sled so that we could just open the door to the deck and I could shove the sled out onto the deck really quick so that I didn't have to carry, you know, nine water balloons oh, outside. One by one. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was a good idea. So we probably did that, I'm going to say... Two-ish, two-ish in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And at 5 p.m., we went and grabbed, pulled the sled in, and they were over halfway frozen. We actually thought they were fully frozen and then until one started leaking water on us. And it just kind of hollowed out. But um, they were very frozen. So the next day, um, we again... Got the door open after we got the door unfrozen because the <laughs> sliding door to the deck froze shut. Um, we just pulled the sled in the house, and oh, I feel really terrible about this. Bad parent. I said to the kids, um, "Peel the balloons off." So I thought, having kind of seen this on Pinterest or somewhere, um, that the balloon, like as the water froze and the ice expanded that the balloons would just kind of explode or disintegrate a little bit, not disintegrate, but that the balloons would break. They wouldn't disintegrate. I didn't think there was like a weird chemical reaction. Happening. Just go, and the balloon goes <laughs> disappears into the sky. Into the, yeah. Turns to dust, but they didn't, the balloons were all intact. And so I said to the kids, you know, peel a balloon off. So they're both sitting there with their bare hands <laughs> trying to peel these balloons off these frozen ice gems. We called them ice gems. Hmm. And the little one goes, my hands are burning. (laughs) I was like, oh, wait, wait, stop, stop. So we put gloves on. But they were really, it was really difficult to get the balloon off of the frozen ice crystal. I wonder why. Do you think I don't know. Because like does even the balloon uh, balloons material is it's I don't know rubber whatever. Does it that have water in it? And so it was frozen. 
also yeah because you could peel like a little piece off but it was it was crazy like how much you would kind of have to really work at peeling the balloon yeah i mean it was like a stubborn cold fruit right that's an interesting way to put it sure that's what i'm here for (laughs) stubborn cold fruit yep it was almost like it was a sticker that would come off oh, in pieces. Sure. You know oh, when you have crap. like a label? You know like or like when you buy, sure, you buy a, you buy a yeah. piece of electronics and they put a dang sticker on it. Yes. And you're like, I don't want this sticker on there. And it's just. And it part, starts to come off real easy and mm-hmm. you're like, yay. And then all of a sudden it does that. that part of it rips, then yeah. zip, rips right off and it's just the gunk. Yeah. Stick in there. It was like that. Yeah. Less, it's, it's like that, but less insulting. <laughs> <laughs> Less insulting and not really like a fruit, but not like a fruit. All right, it's fine. I tried. Poetic license. So, <clears throat> so anyway, it was fun, but again, it, it didn't really have a whole lot of um, educational value. But we mm. enjoyed it very you much. You had assumptions that you tested, though. Yeah, and we did. We did a little bit of color mixing and talked mm-hmm. about that. And some of the colors didn't turn out at all. And it was mm-hmm. that was kind of interesting. And how quickly things froze. Um, the shapes they've frozen. We talked about that. Um, There's a lot of skill building there. So like a lot of observation, a lot of um, exploring of like what you expected versus what happened. And that's, yeah. I think that's pretty useful. That is useful. It's not like a full on experiment, but. And then of course, because they now had frozen crystals and mittens on, um, mm-hmm. they would of course have to hold them up above their head and shout random things. And uh-huh. so then we dropped and smashed one on the floor. So that was fun. <laughs> so they had to see how they broke open. They were kind of excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a, that was fun. Frozen it, balloons. They had a neat look to them. I, I don't know. That's a, it's a, it's an odd craft project, but right. Yeah. So I don't know what you do without, I suppose if you have just regular cold winter, it's a pretty doable thing. You don't yeah. have to have... It does uh, not have to be negative 30 in order to yeah. make the ice crystals. Right. The ice gems. Sorry, the ice mm-hmm. gems. Nice. Ice gems. So what, uh, what else did, did we, we did the boiling water. Yep. It's a classic. The classic boiling water. So I think last winter might have been the first time we did it. Mm-hmm. And last year we basically um, threw a pan of boiling water off the deck and watched it basically turned to steam and snow mm-hmm. and melt down or not melt down, but trickle down. So this time, um, again, we were having a little bit of trouble with that, with the door. So we decided to do it out in the front. Well, the stakes are higher this time, right? It's just like, there's so many things that like, well, if a door breaks and we literally can't shut a door. Yeah. Now we're really in a hard situation, uh, safety wise. Yeah. And uh, it's it's just it, the stakes aren't typically that high. I mean, yeah, it's, that's it's true. a bit of a um, yeah. It it adds a little something to to consider. And and so yeah, thankfully you planned on going out the garage and then just doing it in the front yard in yeah. the front driveway. So here's the funny thing that happened is so um, our little one just kind of looked at us and said, you know what. Because I said the rule was you had to get out of your pajamas and put regular clothes on and then put your snowsuit on mm-hmm. in order to go do the activity. And she was like, no, I'm staying in my jammies. And I said, then you don't get to go out. And she's like, I'm good with that. I'll watch through the window. 
So the oldest and I got all all geared up. Got all. I mean, we were outside for three minutes, but we still we put on snow pants and winter coats and hats and gloves and um, scarves. I mean, the whole bit. And so we went outside first, and we made our plan. We're like, okay, because she really wanted to be the one to throw the boiling water, but we had to have a pretty clear plan so that you know, yeah, everybody stayed safe. And she's nine and she's very, you know, kind of aware of what's going on. So I felt pretty good about it. So we make this plan and she's going to do the boiling water. I'm going to stand behind her. I tell her where I'm going to stand, where she's going to stand. We talk about how she's going to throw the water, you know, because I'm like, I don't want you to throw a pan of boiling water at me. (laughs) I don't care how cold it is out here. I just, so we kind of work all this out. Yeah. And then we go in and we boil the water. And we come out, and she's holding the pan of boiling water, and she's walking through the garage, and there's this little tiny puddle, and she slips Yep. holding the boiling water. Well, fortunately, I was right behind her, and I kind of caught her under her arms and propped her back up. <laughs> so anyway, that was a little nerve-wracking. And she threw the water. She threw the boiling water. She did a fantastic job right exactly where she was supposed to. She waited for the signal. She threw the boiling water. And it immediately was just like a huge cloud of steam. And it just kind of floated like around her. <laughs> I didn't see a lot of snow this time. I think a lot of times when you do it, you kind of get almost a snow effect. Sure. I imagine some percent uh, then falls to the ground. Yeah. And uh, no, in, in in the video, like it all sort of... Evaporated. Yep. It just turns into a big poof a cloud and goes away yeah so yeah but tons of fun it, it's a great one i mean it's 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 approachable and very repeatable and i think people i mean from what i could tell in my social feeds lots of people had a lot of people did it yeah doing that uh nice so that was just, that was one <clears throat> i did you see anything things, we did a couple others but before i talk about those Mm-hmm. Um, what else, what other interesting things did you see in your, in your feeds? Anything? Hmm. You saw a lot of people doing the boiling water. Anything else that oh, either? I mean, a, a huge one was people pointing out how their windows had ice on them. And oh, how beautiful ice crystals. Ice actually was coming into their house through, you know, windows and doors and stuff like that. And that, you know, and, and I get the impression that, that lots of folks hadn't seen that before. Um, and it's, it depends on the kind of windows you have and the, I don't know, the, the, the age of the dwelling and how well insulated or not it was. Um, I mean, we've seen weird stuff like we had yeah. an outlet last year, right? That, oh, that's like a, right. An, a, a, an electrical outlet, which I would think is probably a bad idea to have full of ice and it was full of ice. It was full of ice. That's right. And so we should uh, probably check that puppy. Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. We were replaced it. And yeah. So... Hmm. Yep. Good idea. I haven't checked. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I saw a lot of that where people were pointing out how their windows had sort of become a sheet of ice yeah. and or like a sheet of ice with cool patterns. Um, saw a few of those. How about you? Uh, I think the other one I saw that I thought was kind of fun and, and I've seen it before is people take, I don't know why jeans, but they take a pair of jeans <laughs> and they get them wet and then they shape them and they stick them like in the, in the yard. Uh-huh. So that it looks like the jeans are walking. Oh wow. Through the yard and they freeze, you know, per, well instantly. 
And so I saw, I saw a couple of them where it was like like three or four pair of jeans, like just kind of walking through the yard. <laughs> okay. Interesting project. Yeah. Uh, I hadn't seen that one. I saw that. I'm trying to think if there was anything Ghost else. Ghost jeans. Ghost jeans. Mm. Um, we had, speaking of people have, you know, with their ice and their frost coming in, in the house and in the doors, I was surprised one of the afternoons we were making lunch and we were using the microwave, you know, little bursts mm-hmm. here and there, warming up soup and warming up different things in the microwave. And I went to rewarm something up, like my tea or something. And, oh no, I had just warmed my soup up. And of course I forgot to cover it. And so it splattered. And so I was wiping down the microwave mm-hmm. and there was like condensation on the back of the microwave. And I was like, what is this? And I rubbed my hand against it and there was frost inside our microwave, which again is vented to the outside. So Uh that's, that's why. And we had just been using it. Yeah. That's weird. It was so weird. All right. Yeah. It's, uh, it, yeah. I mean, it's a level of cold that a lot of things I don't think are engineered for. Right. And that's normal where, like, for instance, I drove a, um, you know, an, an electric vehicle for, for a couple yeah. of years. And, I mean, it really wasn't engineered for this climate at all. And, and those weren't as harsh of winters, right? Right. I mean, that thing would have not had <laughs> a great range during the, the oh, polar vortex. You'd have gone five miles and the battery would have said, thank you, bye. Yeah. So, yeah, lots of stuff not, not set up for that. So I think the other one, the other kind of activity or experiment, if you will, that we did that was a lot of fun, um, has to do with bubbles. Oh. So, you know, kid, little kid bubbles, like in the summer, you know, your, your typical summertime activity, you go outside, you blow bubbles. Well, apparently if you blow bubbles when it's really, really cold out, they freeze and they kind of crystallize on the outside and then they... Um, they either break and kind of shatter, um, you know, shatter looking, um, is what, you know, a lot of these articles will tell you. Um, I read enough to know a couple of things. First of all, I didn't have any bubble juice, so we made some. So I had found some really good bubble juice recipes. Um, and they all said, you know, the same thing, make it a day before you're going to use it so that it kind of has time to I don't know, settle. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did that. We made the bubble juice on one day and then we did the activity the next. And one of the things they talked about is it takes some time and some patience to get this to work. Well, with the weather being what it was, we didn't have a lot of time. So I kind of did a little bit more reading. One of the things they talked about is that when you blow the bubbles, you know, the bubble is filling from the air from your lungs, which is pretty warm. Mm. And so it takes those longer to freeze. So if you can just wave the wand in the air and have kind of the air blow the bubbles. Hmm. And we got, we got it, um, exactly zero bubbles to form that way. So that was a little like, hmm. But I fortunately had read another one of putting just a little bit of bubble juice in a bowl and then taking a straw and blowing in the bubble juice and then having a whole bunch of bubbles bubble up. And then those freeze. And that worked really, really well for us because you could watch the bubbles, you know, form the crystals. And then um, they didn't shatter. We didn't have anything that looked like or felt like or acted like a shatter. Mm-hmm. 
but they kind of got, they almost look like a film. Like they would break and be kind of filmy. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, uh, they look like sort of broken little plastic bags. Yeah. Little plastic bags or, mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't have a good sense of what. It's, uh, <clears throat> yeah, some combination of like a soap film or plasticky that looked really weathered and aged yeah. and cracked. Um, I had read one blog post that talked about it where the kids said it looked like fairy wings. Oh. And so they talked about it as fairy wings. Uh, which I thought was cute. Um, but that was a lot of fun, and that was interesting to kind of do. Um, but not a lot of time to kind of sit and study it, because right. you just like, wow, look at that. Okay, we're going in, because it was, it was really cold out there. Yeah. Well, it was neat that, I mean, you took some photos and video and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, we were able fun. to re- re-watch from the safety of, and comfort of our house. Yes. And we were very fortunate, no broken pipe, or no frozen pipes, no lost power. We had a lot of people in no our area. No broken windows or doors or... Yeah. Yeah, so many things can go... Um, just have a higher stakes problem when they go wrong when it's that cold. Yep. <clears throat> and yep, we were lucky. So the polar, polar vortex, which now I can't mm-hmm. say that, we survived it. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. That's... Uh, that's true, and I—I I don't know. That was—that was wild. I don't know what we do to prepare to be more ready for for another polar vortex. Like, yeah, I don't know either. That's a good question. The next time around, it's like we, you know, it's like we have you know food and some flashlights and batteries and whatever, and we've got cars that work where we could get somewhere else if we needed to. And I don't know. I mean, there's just well, and we do have a one. Um, we have a um, wood-burning fireplace. Because I thought about that when people started wood losing power. Fire, yeah. As I was like, hmm. I'm like, okay, I could still use my wood-burning fireplace. Okay. So if we lost power, that was my plan. Mm. Yep, good point. Just light that fire and, and huddle around And have that. some time to plan or whatever. Yeah, figure out what's next. Yep. Okay. Well, let's avoid that. But <laughs> we have no control over it, actually. So... Anyway, um, what do you think? Do we have some picks? I do have a pick. Do you have a pick? I do. I have a pick. Is it the polar vortex? It's not. I would. I think that's fascinating, and it's my understanding that that's what we're seeing. Like you see cool patterns on our, you know, planets in our solar system. Yeah. Like they have polar vortexes, right? Yeah. I just. I'm still trying to wrap my head around exactly what it means. Is it just? The stability of the weather pattern at the pole, or is it actually like a? I don't want to say magnetic field, but I want to say magnetic field. Uh, I don't think it has anything to do with magnetism. It's uh, you know it's related to uh, weather pattern, and I and probably due to the dynamics of heat from the sun and the planet's geothermal heat or whatever. But it causes some stability overall of. The patterns on the poles. Nice. Right? I get yeah. it. Yeah. No, I get what and you're like, saying. That that stability. Um, what is it? Is it? Um, show. Was it? Jupiter has pretty stable polar vortex. So does Saturn. I think. 
Yeah, we talked about it actually on the podcast about Jupiter. Yep. Now that you say that. Yeah, and Jupiter has the swirl of storms. Yep. And I think Saturn has the hexagon, right? Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know a lot about Saturn. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Saturn has the uh, has basically a, a hexagon, and I always yeah. And I mean, I always thought like, oh, all right, that's photographs being stitched together. That's cool. And a weird side effect, but it's a hexagon. <laughs> Pretty wild. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know. At least to me, in my you know human pattern expectation thing, I didn't. I wouldn't expect a planet to be like, yeah, I got a shape on my you know. Uh, you know, polar, polar vor- region, you know, polar vortex. Exactly. That that's pretty wild to me. Um, and then yeah, and then you said that like the planet was thinking about it. I know. I well, I can per- I can personify anything. <laughs> <laughs> that almost sounds like a challenge. Like I feel like you just like threw down right there. I did. Okay, those post-it notes on your wall behind you. Exactly. Personify them. Yep. This wall's dry and dusty. Why you make me stay up here, bro? And our, that blue one said that. Sure. They're barely holding on. So it, um, yeah, you know, whatever. Humans humans be humans looking for humans. Right? So <laughs> it's, not, it's not that hard. Humans be humans looking for humans. We all just want friends, man. I know. Yep. Get my acoustic guitar out. You ready? I am. Go get it. Mm, hold on. All right. I'm not set up for it right now. Do you want to go first or second with your pick? I can go first with my pick. Okay. My pick is science related. Science. Because we, you know, we're excited about art and science. It says it in the show title. And uh, our picks are all just another way to, to, to celebrate that and share some fun things going on. Uh, that browser tab wasn't what I was going to point out. Um so, um, so we talked about the, let's see, the New Horizons mission. Yeah. How it's getting closer to Ultima Thule. And it's my understanding that it's, it's gotten as close as it can get at this point for the mission. And it's um, like a lot of data has been gathered. Data was being shared earlier on. And, yeah. and then now there's kind of a, a quiet time that I think we'll learn more in coming months. But um, <clears throat> I, I think this is um, the, let's see, there's a, there's a photo that's being shared at, um, I mean, of course, was shared Is it the snowman? It's basically, yeah. I mean, it's this, what, um, a combination of the, the Death Star plus a snowman, right? Well, it's just been referred to as a snowman an awful lot. Sure. I don't know. I guess I never thought of it as a snowman. To me, it's like, um, it's like well, a it's on its side. misshapen peanut. It's on its side. Sure. Fallen snow person. So this that's well the photo is it is of it on its side, but then there is a video that includes the two things the approach of the New Horizons and you know, I assume focusing in on Ultima Thule. Uh-huh. But then it's um it's kind of a funny video because it's basically um I think it's like pictures taken over like sixteen hours and Ultima Thule is like rotating in and coming into focus. And it reminds me of um, when a TV special from the 80s, right? So where it's like, like this, the, the, the word special would rotate in at you. <laughs> I do remember that. And like it was kind of like a rainbow special. Yeah. Like the word special, it would spin. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, and then that would be like like um, an after school special about so ultimus, ultimus say no little, to drugs. Yeah, has a has an important message about you know uh, hygiene. That's right. <laughs> so anyway, Fred, the video struck pressure. me. Yeah, yep. The video of Ultima Thule wants you to be you know um, good to your friends, find friends that are good for, you know to you and for you, right? Not the ones that are pushing you into. I don't know. Wow, you really can personify anything. He's like, now you are attributing what the message <laughs> that this object in space. Uh-huh. It has a message because it rotated at us. It's fun. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> that's that's a- <laughs> funny. Okay. I'll, I will share links to these things, and, and you can come up to your own conclusions, listener. And uh, That'll be good. Ultima Thule. Yep. I really like Ultima Thule. I, I hope it's here for good and not evil. Exactly. I hope it comes in peace. Yeah. Don't. I know it's not coming. I'm just saying. <laughs> just didn't See, want people to think that I was like really you're, you're confused. Per, you're personifying it too. And uh, you don't want it to be all getting its map directions confused. And I'm sure it's got GPS. Planet. Sure. Yeah, sure. You know, if we got it, must have it. Um, what do you think? You, do you have a pick? I do. I do have a pick. I have an art pick today. Nice. Um, my art pick today came out of the polar vortex, mm. sort of. Um, the fact that, you know, there was no school for multiple days. And, you know, we had a ton of fun and we did a lot of fun things. But it, at some point also, you know, there is also real life and uh, I have work to do. And so it needed to um, have some projects that the kids could do. Mm. And so my pick is one of those projects that the kids did over this polar vortex, and that is collages. Oh. You just kind of shrugged your shoulder like that was weird. No, it's a good one. I am like, yeah. Uh, Tell me more about I'm going to tell you more. So it started, it was really interesting. So collages, everybody knows. I mean, you got to think back from when you were a kid, right? That was just fun. And I encourage people to still do this, like, their entire lives. As you're grown up, yes, you should sit down and do collages. And I think it's funny because we have a term for it as grown-ups. They're no longer collages. They're vision boards. Oh. Right? you got to sit down and make your vision board. Well, you can pay real money for a vision board. Right? No, you just, you, it's, you're still cutting pictures out of magazines. Oh. <laughs> but it's, it's about, you know, here's where I want to go in my life. Here are the things that I want to attract. Here are the things that bring me joy. Here are the things I find beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I got a bunch of magazines out, and I plopped them down, and I got out some scissors. And you get scissors out, and kids get kind of happy. And I'm like, you can cut anything out of these magazines you want. And they were like, anything? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but here's the deal. I said, where it started was, is I said, make, here's this giant piece of poster board. I said, you're going to make a collage of um, all the images that you can find that are about being a good friend or that show people being good friends or being good good sisters. And so they start looking through the magazines and they both look at me and they're like, you know, mom, I'm just going to cut out the stuff I want to cut out. (laughs) And so it really, it was very cute. It really, it just, you know, and I said, fine, you know, I'm. Not, I wasn't going to micromanage their creative process. Um, but they did. They really spent time uh, enjoying the magazines and finding images that they connected with and the things that they loved and what they like. And then they 
you know, cut out and glued and cut and glued and cut and glued some more. And Oh, that's awesome. It was. It was fun, and it was fun to watch them, but it really did make me think there is... There is power and there is beauty in creating a collage, creating a vision board, creating, you know, taking images that you find um, meaningful to you and putting them on something that you can then like hang up in your space. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, that's great. We, we did. Um, I know we have one of them hung up. What yeah. is the other one hung up to? Uh, no, the other one I think is still in work in progress. Oh, work in progress. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because you find all these things in their in their original context. That, I mean, they're selling you products and yeah. you know supporting. It's like a, a whatever a lead image for articles or whatever, and uh, you put it in a totally new context, right? Because now it's like through filtered through your brain and yeah, and then however you place it in this new space. Yeah, and you're just cutting out the parts you like or you know the, yep. what what is meaningful to you and. Yeah, that's fun. I like so collages, vision boards. Depending Mm -hmm. on how old you are, you can call it whatever. Some projects I've I've encountered this. It's um, they call it a mood board, a mood board or inspiration board, where you you know you're gathering um, uh, you know photos and examples of products that are related in in whether it could be literal or figurative, like it could be um, just like an emotional connection or something like some quality of it. And, uh, and, and then those, you end up sort of arranging them and being a little like, almost like post-it notes where you get ideas out, but then you might group them based on a theme. Oh, sure. And, uh, but it's really similar to just, it's a collage. Yeah. So, um, and then when, when you look at it or refer to it, you, you know, you get impressions and feelings and stuff that you can, you can use as a, as a, as a filter, to try to, you know, do something related to the project. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. I've used that before. You have you have vision boards, collage boards around? I've used that at the day job kind of oh, thing. Oh, yeah. okay. I would like mm-hmm. to see some of yours. Hmm. It's a whole NDA thing. Oh. Your magazines are... I don't use magazines when I do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm saying collages at the, you know, like for projects to that are. Oh, now know. I get what you're saying. I was yeah. like, wow, I didn't know you were sitting around cutting magazines up. <laughs> no, not like that. It's typically um, original art, bringing in images and stuff. Yeah. So. Oh, I get that. Totally yeah. get that. All right. Well, I think that wraps us. Mm-hmm. I think so. You got everything you wanted to say about the polar vortex out? <sighs> For now. The polar bears really enjoyed the polar vortex here in Minnesota. I think they did. I think they moved way closer to us. Yeah. They all like started walking. <laughs> polar bears can run fast. Yeah, they can. Yeah. Why do you think I'm concerned about them? I, thought, I didn't know you were. I thought you said you liked them. I'm t- oh, I, mm, aesthetically, I like them. I'm like going to leave it right there. <laughs> all right. Well, that wraps us up for Have today. Have good boundaries with your polar bears. That's all I'm saying. Good <laughs> boundaries make good polar friends. Thank you for listening and for being a part of the Art and Science Punks community. Robbie, where can the people find us online? Oh, my gosh. All over the place. So many, so many webs, so many socials. Um, but on Twitter... 
<clears throat> I believe we have our short name, which is Art Science Punks. And on Instagram, we have the long name, which is Art and Science Punks. So much longer, that and. I know. All right. And you can find our podcast feed at artsciencepunks.fireside.fm. We are also available on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Podcasts, where we would appreciate your kind words and ratings. Thank you, and you can reach me at our Art and Science Punks Instagram page or at Kate Stenzinger on Instagram. And I am Rob Stenzinger on both Instagram and Twitter. What was that last one? Is that a new one? It's like it's like um, the more... It's like if Twitter got like... A polar bear, and then from a polar bear, <laughs> and got, got became a werebear, like a werewolf, but a bear. A werebear. Yeah, and it's it would be named Twitter, Twitter. Keep building, making, and sharing. Hold on. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. We all have our quirks.